With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside FM allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode here of the Talking Blues Podcast. I'm Josh, and I'm joined by both of my co-hosts in this episode, Alex and Peter. We are here to talk about the EFL Cup match first leg against Tottenham. That happened on Wednesday, January 5th, and the match that happened yesterday when we were recording this on Sunday against Chesterfield in the FA Cup, the 5-1 victory for Chelsea FC. A lot has gone right for the Blues in the last few days, uh, including... Big Romelu Lukaku, which we can get into. His play has been pretty good. You know, his words of apologies and all, you know, that stuff behind the scenes, not so good. But the play on the pitch has been very good. So that is a good thing there. Um, And we're going to start out with Tottenham, obviously move, I guess, uh, calendar-wise down the dates and uh, start with Tottenham and then end with Chesterfield. But first of all, I'll bring it to my co-host and see how they're doing. So I asked a question to both of you guys. Um, how are you after these two Chelsea victories in a row? Well, I'm doing well. Obviously excited to be back and recording again. And I'm also excited that we're back in, in good form, even though, I mean, it's Spurs and Chesterfield who are basically on the same level anyway. So, I mean, you can't get too excited. But uh, like you said, I'll start with the Spurs game. I mean, it was just a really good performance. We dominated them. We should have won like a lot of goals to zero goals and there was two no we could have put it uh the the cup tie out of uh out of doubt but obviously we we have a second leg against spurs i think it's on wednesday so we have to finish that off but i mean if we can play like we played against them the first leg we'll be fine because we just had so many chances and we just couldn't finish which does give me some hope. I think I remember uh, after the game, I talked to Josh about it, and I was like, the good The good thing is I remember I was like a little similar to last season. This is what always happened last season, where we created 10 chances, and they were all good goal-scoring opportunities, and we just couldn't finish them. Timo would just miss them all. And I mean, he did miss a chance in that game, 
Uh, so, I mean, if it's any indication, maybe we're back towards the form of last season, but I doubt that, but it is good that we're playing better. We're creating chances. We're doing everything we need to do. We're looking more like Chelsea than we have been the good amount of time before that. So it's just a good sign. It was a good win and hopefully we can just finish them off uh, on the next leg. Yeah. Uh, you know, taking a two nil advantage is certainly good. It definitely helps with you know squad rotation and stuff like that maybe you don't pay uh play the strongest side when you're playing in the second leg against Spurs especially with the game a big game against Man City uh right on the horizon I thought it I thought it was a good performance from Chelsea like you said Peter we could have scored more um you know we we definitely aren't taking all our chances that's for sure and uh you know we're creating a decent amount but we we need to finish them off when we get them so that's really the key what I got from this uh, from the Spurs game, I thought Malang Sar played excellent, and uh, he was a uh, kind of a standout player for me. So I was happy to see him uh, with some of our center backs with their injuries, etc. Possible contract situations. Good to see one of our cen- uh, center backs stepping up uh, to a you know bigger role when when he was asked for it. So I was happy to see that for sure. So I was. Uh, I was pleased with the game and the performance overall, but we need to finish our chances because against a better team like Man City, for example, we're, we're not going to get as many chances. We need to finish the ones that we get. And in this match, uh, you know, we saw a couple goals like Peter was mentioning. I mean, they did out, you know, as a stats person myself, 19 to five in shots, uh, Chelsea to Tottenham. And we also saw Keppa in net. And then Bet- I think it's Bettinelli. Um, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Is the backup keeper for Chelsea or the third string when Mendy's here? Obviously, Mendy's not here right now. Um, so with, with Keppa in net, he was pretty good. I thought he made some good saves. And then against Chesterfield, well, Alex I, apparently has a different, uh, apparently has a different say, which he can talk about later uh, about Bettinelli. But I think we were happy that Chesterfield scored the goal. If you couldn't tell from the uh, the sections at Stamford Bridge, were going absolutely insane. Um, but I mean, both the goals were tips off the Tottenham defenders, which were pretty funny. One of them was actually counted as an own goal, and then Havertz, I, I know it was going in, but it tipped off a Tottenham player. I don't remember who it was specifically. And, um, you know, just give credit to Chelsea in that match. I think it was also a little bit different than the normal Thomas Tuchel three was with the um, three, four, two, one, because I feel like he had a lot of attacking players eventually having Lukaku, Havertz, uh, Ziyech and Mount kind of turn into a different type of formation, just heavily attacking. And... Yeah, four at the back, as Alex was typing in chat. Yeah, he, it turned into a four at the back and kind of like a, I guess, I don't even know what I would call that, like four, four attack, like four, two, two, two. I don't know. Four, yeah, four, two, two, two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Callum Hudson and Doyle right back against Chesterfield, too. That was an interesting one. <laughs> that was an interesting one. And obviously, having uh, the, do, do, should we transition now? Do we transition? I guess, I guess. Yes, no. transition. Vsh. Transition to five one Chelsea win over Chesterfield. Uh, we also uh, saw the young the young Lewis Hall, a Chelsea Academy player, built at Cobham, as everyone's been saying now on Twitter after this one. Um, I mean nothing. I, I don't know. I don't want to say sensational because that's a huge word, but played very good in this match at Stamford Bridge. Um, and I guess represented the team well. And looks like I don't know if to, to go the farthest point of saying someone to go to with our wingback situation but let's just say he shined in his moment uh, in this FA Cup match against Chesterfield 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, I arguably would say that the debut was sensational. I mean, he was involved in each of the three first goals, which on a, someone on your debut at 17, the youngest player to ever start for Chelsea in the FA Cup, to be involved in three out of the first five goals, or well, the first three of five goals, and just playing extremely well, looking confident. You Obviously, you have to take it with a grain of salt because it's against a non-league side who obviously aren't the best competition. But, I mean, he played extremely, extremely well, which is, like you said, you can't really say we're going to count on him against in these upcoming games when we need him because of the injury situation. You can't say that because this was against a non-league side, and so you don't really know what to expect if he was going up against a Premier League opposition. But it did look good. Like you said, Josh, he took a he took his moment. He played extremely well, got man of the match. And, I mean, he probably earned himself more chances in uh, these upcoming cup games, these next few rounds of the FA Cup when we're still going against not the greatest uh, competition. But, I mean, if Alonso happens to get injured, I mean, and we don't bring anybody back on loan, he would be, like, the next man up, I think. So, I mean, he definitely earned more play time. I think he'll get more play time. And he just he just played well and made use of his chance, which is what you need to do when for these youth players to get into the side, like Harvey Vale did, uh, uh, Xavier Simons did. All these youth players who took like trusting in these games with these injuries, they're taking their chances and playing well. And I mean, here in the United States, we have the levels of high school, and we're juniors in high school, right? Alex, I know is already seventeen. We have later birthdays, Peter, so we're still sixteen. He is a September birthday. He was born in September 2004. He turned 17 then. And I just think it's crazy. Uh, at 17 years old, the man could be either a really early uh, you know, birthday junior in high school, our age, or could very well be a senior in high school and just have a late birthday. It's just unbelievable that we're sitting here behind the mics talking about him while he's making his debut on the pitch at Stamford Bridge for Chelsea. Yeah, I was about to say that, like how it's crazy. He's born in September. I'm born two months exactly after him, um, November 8th. So it's crazy how people, it's crazy how you're watching this from, you know, on your TV at home. And it's like, damn, that kid could be in high school with me. And, you know, he's playing at a professional level. It's it's kind of, it's like weird. Uh, it's a little bit awkward, kind of crazy, but uh yeah, I, I was thinking that when he made his way onto the pitch, and I saw him in the starting 11 and I was like, oh, yeah, it's that academy kid. I was like, oh, how old are these guys? And I'm like, damn, these guys are only a couple months older than me. And it's uh, it, it's it's definitely a little bit weird. It, I'm, I'm getting to that age now that some of these professional athletes are actually uh, younger than me or going to be younger than me soon. So uh, that's going to be awkward, but I guess we'll uh, have to get through it. I'm always used to just having all these players older than me as I've watched all these uh, athletes you know, throughout my childhood. And now it's just, they're, they're like my same age and some of, you know, uh, who knows, maybe I'll see some of my friends out on, uh, as professional athletes as well. I'm very interested, Alex, who from our high school is going to be a professional athlete. <laughs> as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, yeah, damn, that's not true. Yeah. That's not happening. P- um, Peter's going to be a pro. Yeah, I was going to say, Peter, uh, when, when is your Red Bulls debut exactly? Can you, uh, uh yeah, I'm sure that's coming soon. It's in the works, guys. It's in the works. N- no NYCFC? Worries. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs> coming on, soon. A, on a pitch near you in the next few years. <laughs> I mean, do you see anyone on the soccer team making it to pro? Like, or have the, have the chance? I mean, everybody has the chance if you work hard enough and you play well. But I mean, probably not because it's very, very difficult. And you have to, like, 
be usually you have to be from being on a kid like most of these Chelsea players have been you have to be in uh, a club's academy from being a child which I think for the most part not a lot of people have or at least people that are playing at uh, at our high school so like I doubt it is what I'll say I I do doubt it yeah um it's it's tough I mean I know there's like there was a kid from our school who is on the Red Bulls youth second he was named on the second team or something like that but like nothing that or not the red but like the mls the mls i don't remember i was just like it was on whatever the it's like the development program or whatever I yeah he was on their it. second team he made their second team so i mean that's probably the furthest we've gotten so far i mean kids have gotten d1 scholarships so we're making yeah. our way there they got caught co- we have college athletes not pros per, per se but uh going through the goals we had timo Werner first in the sixth minute uh, getting basically just a wide open chance, a normal Timo Werner uh, chance there that he actually converts. You know, pretty great there. We had Callum Hudson Odoi in the 18th minute. We had uh, what was Callum Hudson? Oh, Callum Hudson Odoi, the nicest goal, uh, the right foot um, shot to the right corner of the net. I want to say a very nice goal by him. Romelu Lukaku on the assist from Hall. Then we had Andreas Christensen. Hall had, I think, had the shot off the goalkeeper. And then Andreas Christensen was probably one of the easiest headers of his career. And then Hakeem Ziyech from the penalty spot. Keeper actually got a hand on it to the right side, uh, but he was able to slot that one in. So, I mean, that was the goals. And then for Chesterfield, they had a goal laid off off of Ben Yeti. Ben Ben Alley. Okay. Um, and I'm just moving on 24 to th- eight was the shot totals. 11, three shots on goal possession, 80% to 20%, uh, passes 644 to 160. Um, then we had fouls 13 to five Chesterfield yellow card split ones on either side. Same thing with offsides, uh, split ones and then corners three to one Chelsea led that. And then looking to the Chelsea schedule ahead after this point, they have that second leg of the EFL Cup semifinal uh, against Tottenham, which they already lead 2 0 on aggregate. And now it's in top. I think it's where Spurs play, right? Uh, I think that's where the next match is because I think it was at Stanford Bridge last time, I want to say. And then they play on Saturday, next Saturday, Man City in Manchester. So huge game. Probably the biggest game of Chelsea season uh, next Saturday. So look forward to that. I mean, I know I just rushed through a bunch of stuff. So I do want to send it to you guys for your final thoughts because that those that's probably mine. And then once you guys are done, we could talk about the uh, next week of the, this podcast and what we're planning on doing uh, for these matches. I don't really have anything, but the only thing I'll say is back to the Chesterfield game real quickly. I just do want to say that Ross Barkley is one of the worst footballers I've ever seen ever, and I can't believe he's still on Chelsea and gets playtime. I hope he doesn't. Uh, it's it's painful to watch. It's like Alonso, except Alonso's even better, and you know when Alonso's better than you, that's pretty sad. So, I mean, he's just terrible. I hope he's gone, but just wanted to point that out as my closing thoughts. He's just so bad. I can't believe we signed him. It marina or was it was marina even i think it was marina who signed him i'm not sure whatever terrible signing he's just bad and i hope he doesn't play for us ever again yeah um i don't really have any other final thoughts in terms of either match or either match uh, this matchup uh, you know against spurs it's going to be a big one and hopefully uh we you know we progress to the next round uh, or the final of the cup really not the next round if you think about it that way but it would be good to get some silverware, and uh, I think I think this cup competition, whether we fla- uh, face Arsenal or Liverpool, I think we could get the better of either of those teams. So uh, 
yeah, I'm hopeful with how this will go. And, uh, you know, we still have a long way to go in the Premier League season. So who knows, you know, don't write Chelsea out yet. But it definitely looks tough to catch up to Man City. But the first step in doing that is beating them on Saturday. I'm sorry, Alex. You're just going to completely go past what Peter Peter said. (laughs) I was just like moving on. I kind of want I didn't want to steal his thunder, you know. Any thoughts on that? I mean, uh, Peter, you just said that Ross Barkley is one of the worst players you've ever seen. Like that's I don't a, think he's one of the worst. Okay. Players. Okay. Well. Okay. Okay. Obviously, that's how that's you started a bit your a, statement. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I know. Obviously, that's a bit of a hyperbole. But all I'm saying is he, he, against a non-league team, he did not look good. He looked average to below average against a non-league team. A non-league team. So clearly, he's found his level there. So I mean, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> He's he's a not great player. I will admit that. I wouldn't say he's the worst player I've ever seen. I've seen a lot of terrible players, not particularly at Chelsea, but, you know, in general. And, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I didn't really know what to say, so I kind of just swiftly moved on by. Yeah, I mean, it, it's an interesting thing to respond to. Uh, that That's definitely that's definitely a statement you can make. Uh, to, to look towards the future of our podcast, okay, of Talking Blues, <laughs> I want to say that our next episode is going to be if everything goes well on co- according to plan Friday next for or this coming Friday the oh boy fourteenth uh, of January so we're gonna wait until the Tottenham result is out and we didn't um we don't want to do a direct recap just because it's like right in the middle between Man City and we want to do a joint so it's gonna be a joint uh, Tottenham versus Chelsea recap plus Man City preview something that we've done in the past a lot of the time. Um, just haven't done fully recently, but yeah. Okay. So look for our episode later this week. We appreciate you listening and, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at talking blues pod. We are also there on TikTok by the same name, talking blues pod ship slash talking blues on that link. You can find all the places you can listen to this podcast. The main two Apple podcast, Spotify. If you're listening there, subscribe, drop five stars and a rating and review on Apple podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at JoshHolo29, Alex on Twitter at Anorian23. And that's going to do it uh, for this episode of the Talking Blues podcast. We appreciate you listening. Go Blues, and we'll see you next time. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.